Hey guys, and a warm, warm welcome to Conquer Within, the podcast where we have an inner focus on developing that leader within you. So sit back, make yourself comfortable, and let's get cracking. Welcome, ladies and gents, to another episode of Conquer Within, and I hope you're all keeping safe and well in these uncertain times. And as I record this podcast, I'm looking outside and it is chucking it down. The skies are grey, plenty of rain falling from the skies and plenty of rain on the floor. And some people might say, what rubbish weather. Whereas others may actually quite like walking out in the rain. Now, whether you agree with one or the other, that is entirely up to you. But what that is, is that it's just someone's perspective. But it is quite common for people to say, what rubbish weather today. Oh, it's a weather ideal only for ducks. Maybe the ducks don't even like it. But that's just our perspective. That is what we are just seeing. And then we label it. We label it as rubbish weather. So on this podcast today, I'm looking at perspective and then how we can start to shift perspective. Because the moment we can shift our own perspective, we start to have a different outlook on the world. We start to see things differently. And perhaps because we see things differently, we start to think differently, feel differently, and our behaviour changes. And so perhaps by thinking differently, we can create so many more opportunities which will allow us to continue on our journey and experience the things we either want to experience, the things we want to maybe be, the things we want to do, or perhaps the things we want to have. So first of all, What is perspective and what does it mean? So your perspective is basically the way that you see something. Now, perspective has a Latin root meaning, which is either look through or perceive. And all meanings of perspective have something to do with looking. So if we're looking out from our own eyes, it's what we see. So going back to the weather, I look out of my own eyes. I can either choose to describe exactly the detail what's going on and try and be as factual as possible. Or I maybe look out from a, oh, this is looking like a bleak day, a rubbish day. And I'm labelling that, and I'm using quite generalised terms. And those generalised terms are exactly that. They're generalised. They have general meanings. And what one person may think looks like a bleak, bad day, another person may see it differently. Someone may see loads of grey in the sky, and the other person might be able to spot the blue, the little bit of blue in the sky. So how you think is going to affect how you see. And your view is distorted. Your view is distorted by that thought process. So however you start thinking in your mind, it's going to generate a feeling. And that's going to generate the output, which is your behaviour. And that is what other people are going to see. And if we look at it, modern day communication. So just some examples of modern day communication. Emails, social media, SMS text messages. WhatsApp messages, letters through the post, all of those are missing a lot of communication. So it allows us to put so much of our communication upon those pieces of communication. So we look at an email, for example. I really don't like email, and they are there for convenience. You can fire off a quick email, come back to it. Some people use it for accountability. Unfortunately, some people use it to cover themselves. 
But what email allows you to do, and all the other forms that I listed of communication allows you to do, is add what you perceive to it. So you can add tonality, volume. So you can read an email which may have had good intentions from the sender, but you receive it and you think, oh, they're being angry, oh, they're being arseholes. But all you're doing is you're actually adding what you're perceiving onto that instead of just reading it word for word. And even those words have different meaning. One person could have respect and mean it one way. Another person may use respect and use it a completely different way. So again, it comes down to how we perceive things. So the challenges in our lives, in our daily lives, and the challenges you have in your daily lives, monthly lives, whatever you want to call them, will be affected. But the challenges and the problems that you have, the problem is not the problem. The problem is how you respond or how you perceive the problem. So if you perceive this problem to be really big in your mind, then you're going to start wondering, well, where do I start? This is too big for me to handle. Where if you start to look and go, actually, this is an opportunity for me to get from A to B. Actually, this problem means I get to learn a new skill. Ah, this problem means I get to interact with someone that I don't usually get to interact with. So you start to break it down and you start to see the benefits of what you, the original problem that you thought was a big problem was. So you start to see the benefits of it as an opportunity for you to learn something new or be able to experience something new. In our everyday lives, we make many presumptions and many assumptions because really it allows us to fill in the gaps quickly and move on to the next thing. The world, our lives move at a very fast pace and we don't take control of that speed at times. And so we just fill in the blanks just to get moving from one thing to the next thing. So from one shiny object to the next. And what we do is those presumptions are going to influence the way we think about something else. So you could make an assumption or presumption. You could presume the new neighbours that are moving in next door are going to be the worst neighbours ever. So as soon as they turn up, rather than you being open-minded about it, you've already kind of made that thought process in your head. You've influenced yourself. So maybe you won't be as receptive to them. And that would actually put an obstacle, a barrier up in between you and them to build a fulfilling relationship. Maybe your neighbours didn't speak to you in the morning, so you assume that they're annoyed with you. But perhaps they've got something going on in their world. So I want to introduce something called the Mercedes model. So if you were to picture a circle with the Mercedes-Benz logo in the middle of that circle, so in the first, in the top right part, you have thinking your thought processes. So that's what you put into the engine, is your thought processes. And you are in control of those thought processes. Perhaps sometimes you have to work harder to think differently, but you are ultimately in control of those thought processes. There will be influences there. So whether that's going to the news, and at the moment it's easy to go to the news and allow your thoughts to be negatively affected. Or you could go on social media and again your thoughts get influenced by what you see. So there is many, many things that can influence our thinking. But ultimately, we can control our thinking. If you have to reduce some of those disturbances that are coming in, you've got to draw a line and do that. Your thinking then moves on to the next part at the bottom 
of the Mercedes model, which is your feelings. So what you think is going to affect how you feel. And how you feel. So if you start to think that something bad could happen, you could start to think quite anxiously. So you start to get that worry within you. And then the output in the top left is your behaviour. How you behave and that is how other people see you. And what's really important is no one will be able to see your thoughts. They will only see the output. They won't be able to see how you feel. They'll see the output. So you have this whole process going on and other people aren't going to be aware of that. So allow them to be aware by explaining things. But again, the impact that they have upon them that is how then they're going to start challenging their thoughts, their feelings, their behaviour. So capture yourself at the start. What is your thought process? What, gener what feeling is that generating? And then what is the behaviour you're going to be putting out to the world? So let's just look at some examples of times that you may think, how that may make you feel, and then what the behaviour could be. So if you think your team... So if you're leading a team and you think your team is incompetent, that may make you feel quite frustrated. Perhaps you're quite frustrated. Oh, they're not doing their job as I expect them to do it. And you start to feel frustrated. And then your behaviour may be to micromanage them. Watch every single thing they're doing and what that impact's going to be. Well, that impact is probably not going to be a very positive one because the team isn't going to be, want to be micromanaged. A team wants to feel empowered. You're not going to empower anyone by micromanaging them, by watching what they do. So what could you think differently to ensure that you have a different feeling, to ensure you're not then micromanaging them? Let's move on to the next one. If you think your opportunities are limited, you may feel oh, there's no point progressing. You know what? I'll give up. Your behaviour may become quite disinterested. So perhaps you may feel that your opportunities, let's say at work, are limited. You feel a little bit demotivated because of those limitations. And then your behaviour becomes that you're in meetings, you're not really giving your best self. You're quite disinterested. You're not really opening up to others and you don't give your best. But what if you thought, actually, you know what? I can create my own opportunities. Then perhaps you may feel excited, motivated. Then your behaviour becomes one of, right, I'm, I'm on the outlook for these opportunities. Ah, there's an opportunity. You jump at it you're interested, you're engaged. And if you think you are a failure, then perhaps that may make you feel unworthy. If I'm going to fail, I'm unworthy, I'm not worthy of anything good because I'm a failure. Perhaps that makes you just feel a little bit reluctant to try anything, to give your best. And then perhaps the behaviours then that you're not allowing yourself to fully express yourself. You're not allowing yourself to be vulnerable. You're not allowing yourself to be in those positions where you could be very successful because you've already told yourself at the start I think I'm a failure if you were to put on your imaginative glasses so if you were to picture yourself just putting these glasses as you're about to put those glasses on what would it say on the lens because that is how you are going to have that outlook upon your life and that is how you're going to see things so if you have it if you're moving these glasses towards your eyes and you see your lens saying I am a failure then you're going to see everything that you do as a failure if you were to put on these glasses and go I am an empower I empower others 
then you will start to see how you can help other people and elevate them. If you were to put on the glass of, I am optimistic, then you will see everything with an optimistic outlook. You will believe that something optimistic is coming. You'll be more positive. If you were to put them on with a, I'm pessimistic, then you have that pessimistic outlook on what you see. So what would your glasses say? What would you want them to say? And give that real thought, because that is then how you're going to be able to affirm that. To really tell yourself, this is how I'm going to have my new outlook. And it's not going to be easy, because anything that you're doing new, or for the first time, it's different, it's change, it's going to be uncomfortable. And you have to ensure that you persevere with it. Because there will be that natural resistance to stop you. So there'll be times that you're trying to put these glasses on, maybe for I'm an optimist, and maybe that pessimistic self is just fighting away, going, come on, listen to me. You've just got to persevere with that optimism. And will it always be optimistic? Will, will good things always come? Perhaps not. But what you're telling yourself is, it's going to, it's going to get better. There is going to be a good outcome, eventually. And you persevere with that. But it changes your world without anything changing in your world you're changing your world your thoughts are changing in your world and it has a massive massive impact so what are your glasses going to say in nlp we use what we call some presuppositions so they are things that we presuppose are true now there will be facts out there that will say oh they're not true and you can find many arguments against it but that is not the point the point is you're presupposing something and what it does is it changes your thought process. It's a bit like if you were to practice gratitude and start to think of all the things you are grateful for rather than the things you were like wishing you had. So you just focus and you change your thought processes. So I want to share with you some of the NLP presuppositions that have really, really helped me. The first of all is all behavior has a good intention. Now, People think, oh, well, not all behaviour's got a good intention. And maybe some behaviour does have a bad intention. Now, I'm sure you could list out the numbers of behaviours that you've seen where you believe a person has had a bad intention. But what would change if you just thought to yourself, you know what, all behaviour has a good intention. Now, the other day, I was outside a shop with my two children and a lady had walked past. Now, the shop sign had two people at a time inside and other people would wait outside. At the time, my other half was in a, a room which was shut off and there was one other person in the shop. And a lady's walked down and has walked straight into the shop. Now, I do not believe her intention, and this is because of my presupposition, was a negative intention. However, one of the people outside who was waiting, it really triggered them. So they started to get really angry and they went from zero to 100 straight away without thinking about perhaps the other lady's intention. And she's come back out to basically this gentleman shouting about what he believes was very, very rude and how she had no regard for anyone else. Now, I continued to wait. I was continuing to wait outside the shop and she came back later that day and was very upset. But for me, I didn't get triggered because for me, I didn't believe that her intention was bad. And okay, it didn't affect me because I wasn't waiting. But even then, I would have the belief that the intention was good 
and I will just make her aware of what was happening outside the shop. And the next presupposition is everyone is doing the best they can with the resources that they have available. So let's look at that with the incompetence of the team. So rather than me thinking my team is incompetent, I think, you know what, my team is giving the best with the resources they have. So what resources do they need? And having that conversation with them, what sort of resources do you need to be able to do your job at a competent level? What's holding you back? Perhaps the resources don't have to be something physical. You might not even have to pay for it. But even it might be actually the resource they needed was just to express themselves. By talking out, they could get understanding, they could free up some headspace, and that would actually allow them to continue their work. So instead of micromanaging, I'm able to give them space, which is a resource in itself at that time, and allow them to get on with their job. Another one is people are not their behaviours. And that is really important. And again, you don't know what is going on in someone's world, in their mind, to generate their behaviour. And behaviours are different. And some behaviours are acceptable in certain environments, and in some other environments, they're not acceptable. But the behaviours do not define the person. That behaviour is just a snippet that you've got into their world. And you discuss the behaviour, not the person. Otherwise, you're criticising somebody's identity. Separate the two. And finally, for me, there is no such thing as failure, only feedback. And for me, that changed my perception on so many things. Because rather than going into things thinking, I'm going to fail, I'd go into things with that, you know what, I'm going to get some feedback here, and it's going to be a really, really good lesson. Or I could succeed, and that, and I'm doing it because I want to succeed. So it was a win-win situation. I'm either going to learn, or I'm going to succeed. So personally for me, there were two areas that I used to really, really struggle with. And for the past 10 years, it's been so much better because it is something that I've really worked on. But growing up, I was never an optimistic person. Because of the things that happened to me when I was younger, I would usually wait for something bad to happen. So rather than enjoying myself in the moment, I'll be sitting there thinking, okay, what is going to happen next? Something bad's going to happen. So I'm not going to enjoy this too much because I've got to deal with something else. So rather than having high highs, I'll just sit in there. Now for me, I think it's really good to have kind of like a balance and never getting too high, never getting too low, having a balance. But I'm optimistic. I'm always thinking something good's going to come of this. And I'll always look for that silver lining because I, I know that I can find it and I will focus on that. And the other area was stress. I would always be stressed and I was someone and I saw myself as someone who would get migraines due to stress and stress always seemed that people saw it as a badge of honour but please what a load of bollocks that is. Stress is not a badge of honour. Stress means you're getting overwhelmed. Stress means you're not coping. There is good levels of stress and that is a completely different episode that we can go into but if you're constantly stressed then that is not a good thing. Now, for me, I understand, actually, I don't really get too stressed. I see myself as someone, I'm quite resilient, but I'm very calm under pressure. So now, rather than focusing on the stress, I'm like, I am calm. I'm a calm person, and I will remain calm. And for me, that allows me to open all my neurological pathways. It allows me to see the bigger picture, and I can continue on my journey. But really, 
The moment you shift your perspective is the moment the situation changes. Your map is not the territory. You can recreate your map. And you recreate that just by looking at it from different perspectives. And it's not just from your perspective, but it's from other people's perspective. And it's not just one other people, person. It's not just one other person. It could be multiple other people. There could be other parties involved. So this week, when you're maybe in a situation, or perhaps when you're reflecting upon a situation, ask yourself, how does the other person see it? Or how did they see it? Then ask yourself from your perspective, what evidence do you have? And I mean concrete evidence that helps back up your perspective. And when I say evidence, if it was in a court of law, the jury isn't going to be basing things on presumptions and assumptions. They are going to be working on hardcore facts. So would it stand up in a court of law, your perspective from the evidence that you have? And then look at it from another perspective of, if there was an onlooker, an observer, who is outside of the interaction, without the emotion, then how would they see it? Because the people inside the interaction are going to be fueled by emotion, and some people will cope with that emotion better than others. So how would an observer who has no emotion, maybe no real or too much interest in the topic, how would they see it? How would they see the body language? So that non-verbal communication and then that verbal communication. But half the time, what is in our heads is a very, very good story. And it's a story that we have told ourselves time and time again to back up our opinion, to confirm that we're correct. But ultimately... It's just fantasy half of the time. Now, to finish this episode today, I just want to leave you with a story from Stephen Covey. Stephen Covey was the author of one of the best books I've ever read, which is The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. So one day he was on a train on a subway and he was on and a gentleman got on with his two children. And these two children started to run up and down the carriage. And Stephen Covey was very frustrated by this. He couldn't believe what was going on. He thought, is, any, is he going to look after these children? And I'm sure it's something that we can all relate to with this when we see children maybe running around their parents not telling them stuff. So Stephen Covey couldn't handle it much more. So he just moved up towards a gentleman and just said, are you going to take control of those children and the situation? And the father turned around and went, Yes, you're right, I should do something about it. But I, to be honest, I don't know what to do. We've just come back from the hospital where their mother's just died. And from that moment, Stephen Covey's outlook completely changed. Rather than focusing on, oh my goodness, look at these children, they're running up and down, not, there's no control. He then started to have that compassion with the gentleman on the subway train. So please remember, we do not know what is going on for others. And some of the time we don't really know what's going on for ourselves until we really start to reflect and understand our thoughts. So take your time, talk to others, and try and be less judgmental. But if you're able to start shifting your perspective, you're going to create more opportunity and you're going to see things from a much broader, broader point of view. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Conquer Within. It really does mean so much to me to know that you've taken some time out of your day. I'd love to hear about the challenges you're currently facing 
and your stories so far. And ultimately that can shape future content. You can find me on Facebook under Stevie Wurzel Coach or on Twitter under Stevie Wurzel. In the meantime, remember change is always happening, whether that's within us or around us, but embrace each change with optimism. Be optimistic about what is coming and keep moving forward, keep progressing, but ultimately, and most importantly, take care of yourselves. Until next time, goodbye.